0: Most of those same people are the people that tell you how smart Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay are as head coaches. Greg, they both tried to trade and the Niners got it done for Christian McCaffrey. Both of them gave up draft choices for the right to pay a running back $16 million a year.
1: It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. (laughs) Oh,
0: yeah it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a teaching tutorial Thursday, presented, of course, by DraftKings. That means we have the civilian goat, greatest of all time, Greg Cosell from NFL Films is in the house. And you know what we're going to do? We're gonna have an actually intelligent discussion regarding running back value in the National Football League. I, I'm I i do not see any rules where you're not allowed to do that, so we're gonna try that. I have I might only have one winner for later on in the show because I guess I don't have to pick a winner each week. And this person deserved it, and I didn't notice anybody. I don't think anybody sent me a sponsor confirmation email. And I didn't really notice anybody on the Spread the Word winners, but we did have an awesome YouTube shout-out. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Speaking of shout-outs, we're already getting some new patrons. I think they're getting ready for the season. They want to chime in on our private Slack channel. Richard Reed. Welcome to the family, Richard. Glad to have you a part of what we're doing over on the private Slack channel for you Tuckheads, sign up at patreon.com slash Media. A lot going on around the NFL, by the way, with camps opening up and everything else. Let's dive into it with The Big Show. The Big Show. Okay, so Greg, before we get into the running back discussion, couple other notes I wanted to throw at you to get your opinion on. Let's start with this because this happened before, you know, after we spoke last week, DeAndre Hopkins earlier this week, I don't know, the Sunday night or Monday, signing with the Tennessee Titans. Your thoughts on the Hopkins fit
1: in, in Tennessee? <laughs> it's funny that we're going to talk about running backs and he goes to Tennessee because they're one of the teams that obviously uh, the foundation of what they do starts with a running back. But, Um, Look, Hopkins is still a quality NFL wide receiver. Um, I think he's a player that you can move uh, around your formation. He lines up inside, outside. I don't know if teams will view him at this point as someone that you have to double in given situations. I guess we'll find that out. He's certainly not a true vertical dimension, but he's really, really good in the short to intermediate areas. He catches everything, he has a great feel for. getting open in zone coverage, understanding where voids are. Look, he, he missed, what, six games last year and still caught, I believe, 74 balls. His production has been high, high level for a long time. Uh, I think it's a really good signing for Tennessee. And keep in mind, they now have a new offensive coordinator, Tim Kelly. And Tim Kelly's background in this league is, is – basically with Bill O'Brien. So I think you're going to see a little more uh, expansive nature to the pass game in Tennessee. You're going to see empty sets. That's something that uh, Bill O'Brien did a lot of. Tim Kelly will do that. So, again, we don't know exactly what Tennessee's offense will look like because they obviously still have Derrick Henry. But I think you'll see a uh, a little more in the pass game, and I think it's a good signing for them.
0: Well, I think it's interesting about it, Greg, and I think I said this earlier in the week on the show. You know, there's been some confusion, I guess, as to exactly the path that the Titans are taking. You know, there have been some talk about them trying to trade Tannehill. They're really going young on the offensive line. They took Levis at the top of round two. So there's some indicators that would make you think, you know, they, they tried to get Kevin Byard to take a pay cut. There's some indicators that would make you think, well, maybe they're kind of more in retooling mode. But Tannehill's their quarterback. They still have Derrick Henry. They're bringing in Hopkins. You know, they're they're certainly giving all the signs that they are trying to win as many games as possible this year, be competitive, win that division, while also, I guess, having one eye towards the future.
1: And I think that's what good general managers do when they have a new one in Rand Carthon who came from San Francisco. And uh, you you didn't mention their defense, which is pretty solid. The big issue for them, as you know, Ross, will be their offensive line. Their offensive line was not very good a year ago. It's hard to be good on offense on a week-to-week basis with a below-average offensive line. That is, as we speak today, that is a serious question mark, and it will likely be a work in progress.
0: Curious to talk with you about Alex Highsmith as well. You know, the Steelers, they, they're they pretty good, Greg, at picking outside linebackers. I mean, they know what an outside linebacker looks like. As so many of other teams, Greg, change coaches, change schemes. The Steelers are like, yeah, you know what? We're going to stick with the 3-4 where we have outside linebackers like TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith. What a great story. Walked on at University of Charlotte, yep. 14 and a half
1: sacks last year. Great. He's a good player. And and keep in mind, obviously, their base defense, whether you want to call it a three, four or a five, two. But essentially, a, a teams play a lot in their sub front. So it becomes, for the most part, a four man front. So he's an edge rusher opposite T.J. Watt. Uh, he's a good pass rusher. He, You know, he gets a lot of one-on-ones against left tackles, and he does a very good job. I mean, you know, we know in this league that rushing the quarterback, that position is at a premium. And those are players that are not easy to find, guys who can win one-on-one matchups. Uh, and Because of T.J. Watt on the other side, when you watch the Steelers tape, you do see a lot of one-on-one matchups with uh, Highsmith, and he is a good pass rusher.
0: So I know, Greg, that we've talked about this in the past probably several times. I think we probably talk about it every year around the draft when we go through your running back rankings because people are (coughs) saying you never take a running back in round one and all that stuff. I guess I want to start with a blank canvas for you. When you think about the running back position and the value that it brings to an NFL team or lack of value – because, obviously, the market is telling us on some level that the league does not value these guys as much as maybe other people think that that they should. Your thoughts on, on running backs in the league and the value that they provide for teams?
1: Well, I think the best way to start with that is to understand that this is not a mathematical equation, Ross. And I don't think there's one right answer. Everybody wants there to be a right answer. Either you, you know, running backs don't matter. You know, you you hear that a lot. You know, I think there's a lot. We could probably talk about this for an hour and we're not going, going to be able to. But I think it's player specific. It's team specific. It's what do you want to do with your offense? How do you see your offense? Uh, We know that the goal of every offense is to create explosive plays. Obviously, percentage-wise, more explosive plays come out of the pass game than the run game. Um, But we also know that there are times in every single game where you've got to line up and run the ball. Um, You know, a lot of people have thrown out um, Pacheco with the Chiefs. But, you know, I think that that's not a realistic comparison. When you have the best quarterback in the league and a quarterback who's arguably on his way to maybe being top five all time, I I don't think that's a fair comparison. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. It was the 2019 season. And it's funny, we just spoke about Tennessee, in which the Tennessee Titans, whose foundation was clearly Derrick Henry in 2019, made it to the AFC Championship. AFC championship game and played the Chiefs pretty competitively. So, you know, there's really no right answer or wrong answer. It's how you see your team. And and everybody knows at some point you have to run the ball. So it's how do you choose to run the ball? And what do you feel you need? I mean, obviously, the Barkley situation in New York has gotten the most play of the the three that didn't sign. Um, You know, and obviously Barkley is a good player. The Giants made a decision that the more important player, as they go forward with this coaching staff and where they want to get to, is Daniel Jones. You can debate that, but they made that decision. Does that mean they're saying the running back position isn't important? I would bet that that doesn't mean that. Um, And again, I know I'm kind of going extreme of consciousness here because, you know, I've been thinking about this obviously all week, but there's just no right or wrong answer. You know, it, it's just too easy to say the running back position doesn't matter or that, you know, running backs, you shouldn't take them in the first round. So, you know, there's a lot of running backs who are really, really good players. Bijan Robinson went eighth in the draft. Jameer Gibbs went 12th in the draft. Um, does that automatically mean those teams made horrible, horrible draft choices? I don't think we'd really want to say that. Uh, so there's, and I know there's a lot here and I know it's probably too much, but. I just think what I see on social media, you know, everybody wants to make definitive blanket, bold statements. And I just don't think it lends itself to that. Thousand percent correct. It is way, way
0: more nuanced than people will have you believe. And, you know, I guess what bothers me, Greg, I am really like, I'm a big believer in data and analytics what bothers me sometimes about the analytics community is when they have data and then they they make totally declarative statements based on that data. Yeah, and I that's not the world we live in. I mean, y- yes, your quarterback is more important than your running back. No question. And yes, the teams that win the Super Bowl, have Patrick Mahomes or Tom Brady or whatever. I I get that. But most teams don't have those guys. Right. right? I mean, most teams aren't going to have. So, so are are the Browns not better off because they've had Chubb Are the Titans not better off because they've had Derrick Henry. I mean, yeah, Uh, my recommendation is get Patrick Mahomes on your team. That that's my recommendation. Yeah. But as you said, there's not a hundred quarterback on your team. That's really hard to do. So like, If you don't have a top five quarterback, you have to figure out other ways to move the ball, to score points, to have success.
1: And you know what? A really good running back can help that a lot. Yeah, and people look at the running backs on the, the last, what was it, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 Super Bowl teams, and they're not really running backs we would view as stars. They look at the second half of the Super Bowl this past year when the Chiefs came out and did run the ball with Pacheco, and people say, hey, well, that proves it. You know, I remember a number of years ago, and this just shows you how silly this can get, when, when there were some reasonable people, you know, who said that, well, that Tom Brady was drafted the sixth round with 199th pick. That proves you don't need to take a quarterback number one. I mean, you can take these conversations anywhere you want them. And I'm so glad you responded to what I said by saying it's way more nuanced because it is. It's not as simple as saying they don't matter. Uh, you know, you still have to run the ball. Uh, At some point in this league, look, in the Super Bowl two years ago, the Bengals, when they were winning before the final drive by the Rams, they had an opportunity to put that game away and they couldn't run the ball effectively enough to eat up enough clock and keep the ball away from the Rams. So at some point, you've got to run the ball. You can decide whatever that means. okay? different people probably have different points of view on that, Ross, and that's totally fine. You know, but you need to run the ball somewhere along the line in the NFL. And at some point, Greg, you have to
0: decide what beer you're going to drink this weekend. And that beer should be Labatt Blue Lights. There's no nuance needed here. This is declarative. Drink some Labatt Blue Lights like I'm going to be doing this weekend with your friends, with your family. Live life to the power of we. Take things to the next level. Always enjoy responsibly beer. Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. The other thing I think is really interesting, Greg, right? So, there's people that will have you believe that, you know, running backs don't matter, running backs aren't important, etc. Most of those same people are the people that tell you how smart Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay are as head coaches. Greg, they both tried to trade, and the Niners got it done for Christian McCaffrey. Both of them gave up draft choices for the right to pay a running back $16 million a year. Right. And we all look at the Shanahan, and we look at them and say, oh, it's run-based and it's all based on the run. And I think on some level, because the Niners have had sec- success with a bunch of running backs or the Shanahan tree has had success with a bunch of running backs, they don't think they're that important. Well, Evidently Kyle Shanahan does. I mean, you know what I mean? Like Kyle Shanahan, he's not just paying McCaffrey sixteen million a year, Greg. He gave up draft picks to pay him yeah. that.
1: And, and that's why he you can look at
0: it. That the, the has value.
1: Yeah, and that's why you can look at it from both sides. I mean you know, obviously what you just said is 100% true. You look at the Seahawks. No one would would argue that Marshawn Lynch wasn't a great back. But then the people who think running backs don't matter will say, well, Chris Carson came in and he gained over 1,000 yards. So you can find examples on both sides of this conversation. Uh, that's why it's so much more nuanced. You know, obviously you look at Arthur Smith now with the Falcons. You know, he came from uh, the Titans where, you know, he was the OC and they ran the ball with Derrick Henry. You know, he's got a young quarterback in Desmond Ritter. The run game will be important. You know, he drafted Bijan John Robinson. Bijan John Robinson is a very good prospect. My guess is he'll be a pretty good player in this league. You know, everything is different. It's team-specific. It's philosophy-specific. That doesn't mean Arthur Smith doesn't believe you want to get explosive plays – There's many ways in which to create explosive plays in this league. If you're fortunate enough to have Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or Joe Burrow or or quarterbacks like that that have special traits, high-level special traits, that's wonderful. But there's not 50 of those guys. So, therefore, when you don't have one of those guys, you have to find a way to – create offense with the use of personnel, formations, what you call. This is really nuanced, like you said. So it's just not as easy as saying the position is not important. And I don't follow the money probably the way you do. So I don't know if, if, if someone like Saquon Barkley, if the number he was offered is a bad number. I don't know that because I don't follow the, the, the contracts like that. Um, I don't know what Josh Jacobs was offered. Now, That's the one that did surprise me to some degree, because I think they need to be able to run the ball as a starting point for their offense with Garoppolo at quarterback, if Garoppolo is even healthy enough to play. So again, you can get into this debate forever. Yeah. So here's what I would say too.
0: They value them. I mean, if they didn't value them, they wouldn't pay them $10 million for one year. You know what I mean? Like, $10 $10 million is still a pretty good amount, Greg. So that now the reason why they're not paying him more is because they don't have to. It's because the franchise tags $10 million, Right. And then they can tag him again next year for $12 million. Right. And, and, and
1: see now you get into other issues that are separate from a, a tactical football conversation. And, and so those factors do come into play. And like I said, I don't deal with that. We were having a football conversation, but you're 100% right. And I, I'm glad you brought up Arthur Smith. Greg,
0: they were supposed to win like three and four games the last couple of years. People thought yeah. they'd be terrible. They were seven and 10 and very competitive. And you know what? They had like two guys on defense last year. Anybody's ever even heard of it, seemed like Grady Jarrett, AJ Terrell. You know what he did? He shortened games. His quarterback was Mariota. Nobody else has wanted Mariota as their quarterback for years. No. But Mariota and Kyle Pitts gets hurt. His best receiver's a rookie. The defense has two guys anybody's ever heard of. They won seven games, and they were competitive, and a bunch of others. Like, he did what he had to do to be competitive, and I thought he did a darn good job of it. And I think he realizes, man, there's a lot of value if you can run the
1: ball. And obviously he thinks that the the running back – is important from a talent perspective because Tyler Algier did gain a thousand yards. And some people might say, well, see, that just proves it can line up with a fifth round pick. But obviously Arthur Smith thinks that having Bijan Robinson is better than having Tyler Algier based on his philosophy and the way he wants to play. So, you know, like I said, we, you can go back and forth on this forever. It's just not as simple as saying, well, two and two is four and that's it. Let's let's end the conversation. Check him out on social
0: media. He's a stud, obviously, at Greg Cosell. You never know what we'll talk about. When there's an issue that pops up and I want to have like an extended, educated conversation about it, my guy is Greg Cosell. Thank you, Greg. Thanks, Ross. Appreciate it. You guys ready for this? Get ready. Le esta gustando mi podcast? That means are you liking my podcast? Bam! Bam! Nailed it. You know why? Because I'm all over Babbel. Huge help for me and my family on our recent trip to Ecuador, the Galapagos Islands. It's basically the second best way to learn a language. The best way is obviously immersion. Just be in, in that language, living where the language is spoken. But if you're traveling, look we got friends going um, to Europe next week. I highly recommend Babbel. I told them. To do Babel. Even if you just want your kids to do better learning a language, now is the time to do that. So many people have down in their bucket list learning a second language. There's never a better time or a better way than Babel. I got a special limited time deal for my listeners, you guys, to get you started right now. Get 55% off your Babel subscription. Only for you guys at babble.com slash ross. 55% is ridiculous. Get 55% off babble.com slash ross. That is B-A-B-B-E-L.com slash ross. Rules and restrictions apply.
2: Tuck takes. All right, Ross, we'll start with Steelers signing linebacker Alex Highsmith to a four year, $68 million deal after 14 and a half sacks last year.
0: Yeah. I mean, just love it. Love it for him. Love it for the team. I love it for him because he was a backup in high school, walked on at Charlotte. This young man earned this. Now he's got life altering money. And I love it for the Steelers because they got to have somebody opposite TJ Watt that can get after the passer. All the attention TJ gets, you got to have somebody else.
2: More throwbacks are coming out. The Browns unveil an alternate white helmet and the Seahawks reveal their 80 styles throwbacks.
0: I think I maybe knew a long time ago that the Browns had white helmets back in the day, but I forgot about that. I think they look pretty sweet. Um, I liked your post, Jack, at Ross Tucker Pod on social about the Bengals or the Browns. It's the Bengals, dude. It's the stripes. It's like the Bengal tiger. I mean, come on, bro. That That was obvious. And as for the Seahawks, You know what I think is interesting? How many of these throwbacks, Jack, in the 80s or 90s, we didn't like? And now we think they look awesome. I mean, I know you're a uniform guy. It's like our, our tastes change. But at some point, people were like, those are not good. They thought the new Seahawks ones were better.
2: And now you look back on it you're like, oh, those things are sweet. Yeah, I mean, I've never noticed it with football. I've seen a lot with basketball. Like, a lot of people make fun of, like, the Raptors, like the purple ones and stuff. And, like, now that's all what anybody wants anymore. But I've always liked the old NFL ones. But we'll move forward. The Jets football is back. They're the first team to a full roster report for training camp.
0: That's unbelievable. I got to tell you, by the way, the Jets fans are way up there in the sensitivity rankings. I mean, way up there. I just replied, like, wow, July 19th. That is a long haul for a team that's hoping to make an extended playoff run. And Jets fans are are emailing or tweeting back, they took Minicamp off for this reason, Ross. If you look at how many practices they're gonna have, it's the same amount. Just relax. I wasn't I wasn't criticizing the Jets. I'm just saying that's a long haul for those dudes. <laughs>
2: Giants place linebacker Jared Davis on IR, ending his season. The Jets trade Denzel Mims to the Lions for a conditional draft choice. The Browns release 2022 fourth-round pick Perry and Winfrey after legal trouble, and the Packers sign USFL MVP quarterback Alex Magoo.
0: Yeah, I thought it was Magoo. Magoo, but you might know. be right, dude. That's he's got a good chance. I mean, he, I mean, not only to make the team, is he just battling Sean Clifford to be the backup? That's pretty That's pretty wild. He has a good chance. That's a good spot for him. Winfrey, I think, had multiple legal issues this offseason. That's a bad pick. Can't take a guy in the fourth round and cut him before the second training camp. Bad, bad pick. Denzel Mims got something. They, they've been trying to trade him for years, I think, or at least he wanted to be traded for years. And, yeah, it's a bummer for Jared Davis. We knew he tore his ACL.
2: Cowboys offensive guard Zach Martin is considering holding out from training camp.
0: Well, he's making $7 million less than the top guards now, and he's the top guard, so I don't blame him at all.
2: And finally, the Commanders are expected to be officially approved for sale to Josh Harris today by NFL owners.
0: Unbelievable. Probably talk about this more on Monday, but I am so happy for the people of the DMV, for longtime Washington fans. It is a long time coming and something that, I just can't – I mean, it's, it, it's got to be almost like they won the Super Bowl. It's got to be that good. Anyway, what are you waiting for, Jack? Head to the DraftKings app. Sign up with Code Ross. Start playing best ball today. Join the DraftKings $10 million best ball tournament, and you'll get your first entry back in DraftKings dollars only on DraftKings with Code Ross. Really enjoy the conversation with Fezzik. This week, talking about some of the new college football rules on the Even Money podcast. Check that out. College draft going over the 2024 top prospects. Got a lot of attention on social media as well. Other than that, have an awesome weekend, everybody. We'll be back bright and early Monday morning. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker football podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the fantasy Feasts, even money, business of sports and college draft all available at Apple podcasts, Ross or wherever podcasts can be found. How about some shout outs? Myfrontpagestory.com. Please go to myfrontpagestory.com. Even the new page where you make a purchase looks awesome. So proud of that website. So proud of that company. And the growth and, and the people we've made happy with that thing. Backoffice schedule.com is cool. Go Dash Bangles.com, Steakhouse HumanHeadNYC.com. Sportaculture. NYC.com, Sporticulture, Pizza Boy Brewing.